0: Hey, everyone. How are you? How have you been? This is Laurel with Jane Austen Culture Night, and this episode is a little bit different. We decided to do some fun little bonus episodes uh, while we wait to get back to our longer series uh, with the books. So this is our first ever Jane Austen Movie Night. Woohoo! So for this episode, we watched the 2022 version of Persuasion from Netflix, starring Dakota Johnson. Um, If you have seen it and, uh, or you want to see it um, before you listen to it, you can find it on Netflix. And um, yeah, we've got a lot, a lot of thoughts. So I hope you enjoy this. Let's go, let's get into it. wait wait before we start yeah I just have to tell you sometimes I have this dream where there's an octopus sucking up my face
1: (laughs) oh my god I thought there was gonna be like a real octopus because I had heard people talk about the octopus and I don't know (laughs) It's so oh random. My God. <laughs> but then they like try and make it sexy, which is so confusing. He's like, so- next time just embrace the octopus. <laughs> like, okay. It's wild. I want to think shame, but like you're bringing a lot of people into this that didn't necessarily consent to it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay uh where do you want to start what do you want to do
1: um I have a confession which is that halfway through the movie I was or I don't know it was like 30 minutes in I was just so bored out of my skull that like I did some paperwork while watching (laughs) part of it um I just okay here's the thing it started out I want to say some nice. I don't know why I'm trying to be nice today. I I have some nice things.
0: I have some nice things to say. I this is the third time I've watched
1: this movie. Oh my god, why?
0: Um, and uh, because I rewatched it this time because I wanted to have it fresh in my mind. Yeah, and like as I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, Akina's gonna hate this part. (laughs) See the thing. But I was also making mental note of, like, good things that I was, like, liking about it. Because I was like, we have to have something. We can't just
1: have a complete bash. You know what? The costumes and the sets, like yeah. largely, I loved, and also like a lot of the cinematography, I was really yeah. into. Like, they are gorgeous shots of just people walking around, like over and over. You would have thought it was Lord of the Rings. They're just like yeah. we're walking here, we're walking this, there. The scenes
0: when they're in lime are just gorgeous. Yeah. That they're was gorgeous.
1: Beautiful. Also, just like amazing- walking in the countryside.
0: Yes, I was happy to get some amazing shots of the shrubberies. I was like, yes, show us more of the shrubberies. Beautiful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, that was really gorgeous. If they actually, like, took out all of the acting and it was just like <laughs> it was just like sets of a nature documentary. Or about. just like one of those like quiet movies, you know, like I'm an artist. So I go to like I watch like weird movies or like go to weird performances where no one talks or whatever. And <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, if they just didn't took out all the dialogue maybe and just had the <laughs> shots of just people walking back and forth, I would have watched it. Yeah. and been happy
0: so should we maybe we should like just give a basic overview for anybody who
1: hasn't seen it of like how it's different from the novel that we just read yeah so this we are talking about the persuasion movie did we even mention that no we just stopped
0: writing because i couldn't i couldn't i've been waiting to do my octopus line for months and i couldn't stand
1: it um uh sh- yeah so the new, it's the, the new, new movie
0: 2022 starring Dakota Johnson and Cosmo what's his name
1: Jarvis
0: am I, I making that up I'm gonna look it up cause otherwise I'm gonna let's say his name is Cosmo Jarvis <laughs>
1: Um, uh, and a perfectly. bunch of other people. A yeah. lot of the second. A yeah, lot of is like- Jarvis. Good for <gasps> you. Look at
0: me. <laughs> Look at you. And, uh. and it's got Henry Golding, Mia McKenna Bruce. I, I, I thought if we're jumping into the cast, I thought, well, we'll we'll do that later. The the yes. Yeah, so we're talking about this movie adaptation, which has been very controversial. Um and i would say like as i was watching it i was like this is not my again my third watch of this movie i was like this is not uh persuasion it's just it's, it's just not, not. it's this just is like not a fanfic or like regency romance using the same character names <laughs> but it's like yeah. it's not persuasion
1: even even the fucking like log line or whatever for the netflix um splash page says it's bridget jones meets Bridget bridgerton yeah and they quoted that to the hollywood reporter which i doubt but actually wrote that but um or maybe they did and they just suck too but like it is less of a adaptation of persuasion than i would mm-hmm. say clueless is of emma because yes. you get the heart of the characters in Clueless mm-hmm. that are very similar to the heart of the characters in Emma. And this is, like, this, like, weird nightmare where it's, like, <laughs> the names are the same yeah. and the characters, there's, like, a essentially a basic plot point that's the same, but, like, the everyone's characters are completely different and it's just, like... I still stand by my assertion that I think everyone who wrote this movie like actually didn't read *Persuasion*. Like I think they, at most, one of them read like a Cliff's Notes version, or yeah. their mom read a Cliff's Notes version, <laughs> and then the day before they were meeting in the writers' room, they like called their mom, and their mom like read yeah. them a synopsis. Yeah. And then they slept on it and then they went to the writer's <laughs> room. And then like they were like, yeah, so this girl and this guy have a relationship, but then they break up and then and then eight years later they meet again. And then this time they decide to get married.
0: Yeah, it was like they they followed that basic plot point. Like that's uh... Yes, all of those things happened, but like they took out all of the like tension and the the longing and all of the things that like actually made it that story interesting in the novel.
1: Yeah. And like they just kept having these like, okay, so that's they turned it into the office.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the, yeah, this was one of the most controversial things about this movie is that it has this weird like office flea bag thing where um, Anne, d- played by G- Dakota Johnson, turns to the camera a lot. And she just like talks directly to the audience. And it's really jarring. Like, I, I feel like you can sort of make that work if she had done it like way, way less. But there were times when I was like starting to like, okay, let me just get into this and take it for what it is. And then she turns to the camera and I was like, no,
1: stop talking to me like this. Like, yeah, uh, it's just, I feel like I don't mind it, especially like in a silly comedy, like the office or parks and rec or whatever. It's fine. Um, I enjoy those shows, but I feel like the whole point of the persuasion and why it's so near and dear to our hearts is that it's about this character who has, like, really no intimate friends. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, kind of navigating her life alone, which feels like such a church girl where even if you have friends as a church girl, you, like, can't, you're never really sure, like, who you can talk to about, like, matters very close to your heart because there's so much worry about it's like so isolating it feels like yeah I did just watch the Lord of the Rings so you feel like it's the eye of Sauron on you at all times and like and so you don't know who you can really trust and it's not that you it's not like a grade school thing where you think like oh if I tell someone that my sock has a hole in it they're gonna blab it to everyone it's like out of worry if someone knows that you're quote-unquote like Have fallen behaviors like because they care about you, they might like try and tell someone, and then you might get in trouble. And it's not just like a normal tattletale situation, but that's a digression. But so she is like this character who just needs. Who, who is just so isolated and she let her love go and she's just like suffering in pain alone and she doesn't even know how she feels all the right. time she thinks she's past it but yeah. she's not and instead of that which is like the whole fucking pulsing heart of persuasion mm-hmm. like right away Dakota Johnson's just like in the first like two minutes Dakota Johnson's just like explaining everything to the yep. camera and it's like which makes me really feel like a cliff notes where it's like, oh, you're just telling me everything that's on your mind and acting like, yes, th- there's no buildup.
0: Exactly. There's no buildup. There's no tension. There's no like wondering what the other person is thinking because everybody's just coming right out and saying it like, yeah, and the not, same, not- like, even Wentworth, he's going up to her and saying like, <gasps> yeah. the, that scene on the beach where they have that like very deep conversation. I'm like, what,
1: what? What is happening? This is not- you sound, I just want to point out, you sound more angry than I do. Um, <laughs> not that I'm policing your feelings, but I just feel like maybe I feel pressure because I feel like so many people told me like, oh, my God, you're going to hate this movie. And yeah. the truth is, I mean, I would never watch this again. And I do like hate it, but I feel like I don't I feel like it's worse than than awful it's just like very boring because Mm -hmm. all the characters are always telling each other they're telling each other how they feel and so there's no mystery at all yeah at all it's like if you read a detective story and like every like every detective story you read like every Agatha Christie novel just had like the murderer on the first page being like yep i did it and you're just right. like okay now i don't get to guess what
0: <laughs> and the whole the whole tension of the novel is like anne rec- reconciling with her feelings all by herself and like wondering oh, does he still hate me? Does he like me? I still have feelings for him, but he's moving on. Oh, wait, is he not? And him having the same thing and that that tension is gone. And, and like you were saying earlier too about, about Anne being this character who she doesn't have anyone to really confide in and not knowing how to really express herself or having that outlet. Like that's, She seems so much more like her character in this, the way that it's done. She's so like she seems so like self-assured, even though she's telling us that like, oh, I'm miserable and this is horrible. Like when she's talking to the camera, she's funny and sarcastic and like making fun of her family and just like quirky and. It it doesn't feel like a character that's like burdened by societal expectations at all, no. and so you lose so much of that tension and the thing and the constraints and the weight that Anne is under. You don't get the sense that this is a a person who has lost her bloom and is like, <laughs> into like oh, she's like, like fucking gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, I'm like
1: so you are too pretty, girl. I mean, it's yes. wonderful watching you on the screen, but like. Like her rolling her eyes, you're gorgeous, whatever. But like, this is not, this doesn't feel, you know what this feels like? I'm like struggling so hard to try and convey what this is. (laughs) It's like a tightrope walker, right? The persuasion is like a tightrope where you're just like, oh my God, there's all these emotions are building up and like, is this going to happen? And there's so many pieces. It's like, does she actually still care about Wentworth? Yes. Is she... Is she, um, though, being like kind of persuaded to make an alliance with her cousin? Maybe. Does Wentworth care about her? Also, how the fuck does Wentworth feel about Louisa? And how does Louisa feel about him? Because that is also another like delicate balancing act that just like gets just like demolished by just like talking to the camera. And, And it feels like instead of this tightrope, they are walking, they just like cut the rope and the people are just like on the ground but like acting like walking back and forth is like a really big deal and you're like, you know what, there's no drama here. Like, <laughs> you're yeah. just walking across the floor right now. No... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I totally. mean like unless you're like one year old or you're just in a bad accident and you can't really walk, like there's, there's no drama. <laughs> like, It's just like hard to overemphasize like How little drama this dramatic adaptation! Right, and it makes the it makes the
0: stakes of everything feel so low. You're like, really? This like entire like it makes me hate Anne. I'm like this entitled like rich girl is like sad about her crush. Like this is not like it just
1: loses all of its meaning. It loses all of its meaning. Also, her character makes absolutely no sense like she's so unlikable i was she's so unlikable i really
0: wanted her to like run away with mr elliot in this version i was like they belong together they actually have way more chemistry (laughs) together and uh suit each other's characters then i just dakota johnson and cosmo jarvis like i'm sure they're great in other things but they have no chemistry it was like a
1: an absence of chemistry it was like the opposite of like when magnets just like repel each other they're like it was they look like they were in two different movies somehow like i don't know like yeah it was bad but also like okay so she's so so real Anne. Real Anne. Real Anne, yes. Uses whatever agency she has. She wields it as much as she can. She, like, she doesn't have any control over how her dad spends his money, right? But she bides her time and, like, helps advocate for, like, judicious measures that would keep her family safe financially. But, um but she but in like right away in like three or four minutes into the film you see like her dad like getting in trouble with um some financial backers backers and debt collectors and Dakota Johnson just like standing there watching it happen like not even like Trying to figure anything out, and so it's it's really confusing. Yeah, when it's like giving those like points. giving those
0: quirky eyes to the camera and being like, yeah. "Oh wow, look what's happening, guys!" As if it's not
1: affecting her at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Like, yeah, it's just really confusing because you have these plot points where a real Anne is supposed to say like, supposed to show like how smart she is and like yeah. thoughtful. And like how she like I said, how she does like wield what tiny bits of power she does have or aims to have or like like you see that Dakota Johnson is good with kids like she runs around with the little children and that's great. But you don't really see that like when one of the little kids has a bad accident that like, she is the best person right. to take care of him because she doesn't look like she actually does anything for the kid. Right. I mean, she gets like all these plaudits for like taking care of Louisa when she's, when she falls, but all she says is like, Captain Benick, you should go get this. Yeah. She doesn't like she in the like book and real Anne, um, and Amanda Root-Ann, she she, like will take charge of a situation as much as she can when she's needed most. Mm -hmm. And it's not that she's like a bully or or has that much power at all. She just does her best to do right by everyone in her family and in her inner circle, even if they don't deserve it. Right. She just like is always trying her hardest, and this Anne just is always rolling her eyes at the camera, which, and it's like very, like I said, doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, it's very well, weird. Yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I actually, so let's talk about some things that we like because I have some, okay. and this, but it plays into. Uh, what we we're talking about with Anne, because I was like, oh, she's the least likable character in this version. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but all uh, like all of the background characters are like way more interesting. They're like, so
1: wonderful. I
0: loved. I thought the casting for um, Sir Walter and Elizabeth were great. I I loved them. Like they had, they were even played up more comically than they are in the book, and I thought that worked. Yeah. Mary and Charles were hilarious I like want a whole sitcom just around that little Musgrove family because
1: they're so oh my funny god <laughs> Mary pissed me off so much so I feel like they played her as like a 2006 yeah. goop aficionado well, where she talks about being an empath which I feel like some of that dialogue just totally I'm okay with you like pushing the boundaries of like dialogue but yeah. but bringing the word empath into the dialogue it just felt so jarring and it was, uh
0: I think it was too much and I think they didn't yeah. it's like you can either you either do the it was it was like yes. mixed in a weird way it was like either do the modern thing or do the the yeah. you know, beautiful language they tried to do both and it like didn't work and or like use the modern touches like very sparingly but there were so many like when they're talking about oh you're a you'll be a, a a 10 you'll be a 15 in bath because you're a 10 yeah. it's like those kind of jokes you're like okay like it's real it's not great, but I really liked Mary. I thought the actress was so funny, and I thought that that kind of thing worked for her ca- character. Like if they had just left that for her to do, I thought that was actually kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, but-
1: they make Anne look more like a Mary. Yeah, oh, yeah. was that what you are gonna say?
0: I was going to say, but the way that all of those things would have been heightened and would have worked is Anne has to be the straight man in that Yes, the way she is in the book. They Anne has to be the one who's holding everything together and, and all the chaos that is going on around her. But Anne in this version is just like, yeah, like you said, rolling her eyes and falling down all the time like the klutzy girl of like uh, it's just it's a mess it doesn't work it doesn't work There, there's it doesn't no work. contrast
1: I will say um I did like some of the characters and I will name them but Mary I feel like should have like her relationship with her kids was really confusing mm-hmm. like she was talking about She's like portrayed as being a self-absorbed empath. And maybe it's because again, I love the nineties version of persuasion so much. And I think the actress there did a great job. Yeah. I just feel like I always thought that Mary was like a little bit more hyper and all over the place. And that's why she can't take care of her son when her son's sick, just because she like is too, um, she's, like, just too highly strung, yeah. but um, this, Mary, it was just, like, all you do is lose. lie around and roll your eyes. Yeah. You could do that while taking care of your son, and, like, also, like, you're so neglectful of your kids. Yeah. Like, I was like, this isn't funny. You're, like, just a really bad parent. Yeah. Like, um, you're the reason why, like, child deaths were, like, so prevalent in the, like, hundred oh, years ago because they're just like popping out babies and letting them run into the pond next door or whatever they're doing <laughs> now you're making me feel bad for liking this version of mary <laughs> i'm just saying like but,
0: i mean that's like her character is supposed to be like ev- all of the her family members are supposed to highlight how good Anne is it's supposed yeah. to be that contrast right we're supposed to see mary as a neglectful mom and like all yeah. all of these things and Elizabeth, that's completely vain and mean, and and then Anne is uh you know in the middle of all of this. Um, I just I really like I keep seeing that scene where um they're coming back from the walk and Charles is like carrying Mary over her <laughs> shoulder and, and she's like
1: still talking, but she's being carried. It's so funny. That uh, one is really funny. I do, <laughs> I I have to say that. I just think that like hyper Mary, like kind of makes more sense to me because I'm like, oh, she's like she thinks she's doing a great job and she's trying. She is fucking up her kids by like not really being there for him. But it's like one of those like more well-meaning parents that you see running around that like try so hard to make everything work for their kids that they just like kind of like fuck everything up and you're just like just let your kids go play and eat dirt like stop trying to like police everything for them right um or yeah I don't know I mean in the book she is like she lets them like run around and make a ton of noise and like they're like oh her kids are like overgrown rats which in the movie they look just like fun kids
0: they're just like normal kids yeah yeah um i also enjoyed that they were playing french revolution with yeah that was a nice cute little touch
1: (laughs) the kids were so cute and i feel like yeah when dakota johnson was like in like interacting with them like i said i felt like it was like that felt like real moments. That also mm-hmm. didn't really feel like maybe what book Anne would do. I feel right. like no. she doesn't like let loose.
0: Right. In exactly. that way.
1: Um, I will say that I really loved the actresses who played Henrietta and Louisa. Yeah, I feel like, I like those guys too. made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles was also great. I loved that they changed Henrietta's boyfriend's name to Henry so there wasn't like a billion (laughs) Charles's running around because there's Mary's husband and there's Henrietta's um there's Henrietta's beau and then there's Charles and Mary's son and I think maybe their dad's name is Charles too and they're like all related so (laughs) it was nice that they like parsed out like different names and right um I also really loved the actress who played Lady Russell I felt like I got very good like godmother vibes from her and I was like oh yeah you're you seem like a person I would turn to to act ask for advice um like Mm -hmm. very warm and like composed but Again, she like says immediately what she thinks, and it's clear that she and Anne are talking about like yeah how the breakup and stuff. She
0: apologizes in like the first ten minutes of the movie. Of yeah. like oh, and, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were still hung up about him. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> like yeah, what do we need to watch the whole rest of the movie for? You know, just- that's the <laughs> thing.
1: Is this feels like a cliff notes where like seven minutes into the movie, I was like. Oh, that's like all the tension that I was expecting the whole movie. And you explained like exactly what was gonna happen. What's gonna happen for the next hour and a half? Like, I yeah. don't know. And that's why they had to so- that's
0: why they had to make up weird octopus conversations because they didn't have any more material. <laughs>
1: yeah. The octopus also, okay. I have a question. There was that bunny. Yeah the bunny is like shows up and i'm like okay this kind of makes sense she must have a bunny rabbit as a pet and it's like at her house but then yeah. she like goes to visit mary and then it's like in the yeah in the carriage with her and i'm like wait are you bunny. taking the bunny around with you what's going on here? this
0: time too i was like oh that's right she brings the bunny with her but then when she gets to the house she just like puts it down in the house i'm like what that bunny's just going to like hop. Is that a trained bunny and it just like stays in the What are you doing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was so many questions so about confused the bunny. You. I was like the ba- bunny would have worked if it was just like at your house. Right, but like when you take it to and fro, like it just starts like not making sense. And then sense.
0: it's not in bath with her, I don't think. Right? She doesn't take the bunny to bath or I lime. Think she
1: might take it to bath, but not lime. I feel yeah. like I see it in one other place, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Also, um, like at the dinner party, yeah, she just like at Upper Cross oh my at Mary Charles' house. Dinner she just like, party. Blurred. Brings it up, she says to everyone that like, oh, Charles wanted to marry me and not yeah. Mary, and then like the whole table talks about it, and then a few scenes which doesn't make any sense and no. is like very confusing so and like very and cruel and mean, yeah, to Charles and Mary and makes the whole situation awkward, which is not what Book Anne would ever do. No, and. And then like a few scenes later, you hear over here Wentworth and Louisa talking. And Louisa's like, like, Anne is the most kind person I've ever known. You don't know her like I do. And I'm like, you guys just saw her being super rude and mean at the dinner table. Like, what is going on here?
0: I know. It's so weird. This whole like awkward girl thing that she just like... Yeah, I, my jaw hit the floor when that happened. I was like, "What?" Yeah, that <laughs> was about- like
1: was more upsetting than the octopus story for me. Almost, yeah,
0: because yeah, that's so that would never, Anne would never, Anne would never. She's so <laughs> cruel. It and was- how about Louisa pretending like she doesn't know what a fork is?
1: <laughs> that was a little bit funny though. <laughs> so Louisa tells. Louisa gives Anne um, advice advice on, like, how to to get men to think that they're cute. And it's, like, you talk about stuff as if you have no idea what anything is. Like, you don't even know how to hold a utensil. Yeah. And
0: then what do you do? You, like, ignore. And then after that, you ignore them and everything they say.
1: I think there's a middle step which is that you like ask them questions about what they do and find it really interesting and mm. then you ignore them. Yeah,
0: yeah. which was Louise's dating advice.
1: It's kind of hilarious. I just love <laughs> when and you then actually, actually
0: at the table and he's like show oh like this showing her and she's like oh.
1: <laughs> so silly. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. I thought um yeah and then like when it again Anne is not the only character that just doesn't make sense like Wentworth then just like shits shits all over Anne to Louisa and it's just I feel like in the book you have like a few moments of them just like there's a couple things that Wentworth says that's like kind of mean to Anne but it's like the most gentle criticism, yeah. Like, oh, she's you, changed a lot over the years, and oh, I don't know, whatever. His bullshit.
0: performance was also very confusing because it would yeah. be like, I don't know if it's like his face is really hard to read, or he yeah. was directed. He was directed to like they were try. They, maybe the director was like, "Oh, you have to be hard to read because we're not supposed to know." if you're, but it was just confusing because then he would like, yeah, he would say something mean and then his face would look the same when he was like having this deep talk with her and being really sweet. And it was just, I, again, that I think that got in the way of the chemistry thing. I was like, this man is like a rock. Like, am I talking to a rock? I don't, this is so weird.
1: I, um, I am laughing because When we were watching it, my husband kept being like, is that guy stupid? (laughs) Yeah. And then he was convinced that he played like one of the stupid boyfriends on Fleabag, but he didn't. Yeah. But he was just like making fun of him the whole time. And I was. I was just reminded in like middle school I had to go to this Methodist youth group and there was this guy, let's call him Kevin, who was like a total jock.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And um he had a scar on his forehead from running into a parked car. <laughs> oh no. I know. And um I mean, like, I feel like he was maybe like classically hot and he got girls. He was happy with his life. Yeah. But like that. That's this Captain Wentworth is like, is yeah. like he looked very similar. I was like, oh, yeah, you're like really satisfied with your jock life. And you're like, I don't know. I, I just I don't yeah, know what to say. I to couldn't. You.
0: I didn't see it. I was like, I why this guy, this guy, really? Again. Way more chemistry with um Mr. Elliot. I feel who- like Mr.
1: Elliot was fine, and I know I feel like you are partial to him. He wasn't like, I was, I don't know. I just feel like they, they, I feel like every film now just hires actors based on like how big their jaws are. <laughs> like, these guys have like pretty big jaws, and they're just like and like nice cheekbones and they're like yeah. you're hired and i'm like okay you're just i don't know you're fine just i yeah. wanted someone a little bit more swoon worthy
0: i thought he was i i really like um i really like him in this role uh henry golding i feel like he it looked like he was having lots of fun he like ate up all the scenes and again, him and Dakota Johnson are, are like flirting the whole time. Like they're, they actually have chemistry. I'm like, okay, this relationship makes sense. You guys like both hate your family and think they're stupid and are like being snarky. Uh, you're like, but again, like he just comes out and says like, yes, my intentions here are yeah. to- <laughs> Are to make sure Mrs. Clay doesn't marry your father. <laughs> and you're like, so it was never they try and make it seem like, oh, these two are gonna get married. And I was like, I don't buy it. That, yeah. It's it's boring. Again, it's boring. There's no action. Even if they did, I was like, I don't care because I don't like you that much. <laughs> these are the two villains. Yes, you should be
1: together. These... <laughs> I feel like, okay. I remembered another thing that really bothers me is, um, so she's pushed to talk about poetry with Captain Bennig. Yes, uh, we don't get enough time with at yeah. all. We
0: barely I know. see
1: him. Um. So it's like Captain Bennett is the character whose fiance died just a few months earlier, mm-hmm. and so he's moping around. Reading poetry and just being quiet. And Anne, it, they, everyone hopes Anne will bring him out of his show because Anne is also quiet and loves to talk about poetry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, but in the book, in the movie, she gives a speech to Captain Benick yeah, about like talk. <laughs> yeah, about like learning to like love again and like getting over yourself. And I feel like she's kind of relating. She's like, as a viewer, you know, she's relating her own experience of Wentworth and losing Captain Wentworth with this guy's fiance dying. And I'm like, girl, that's not the same thing. Right. Like, breaking up with someone is not the same as someone dying. You can say it's like a death, like the relationship is died, but you can't go up to someone who's been recently, like, widowed or widowered or however Meg Ryan says it. <laughs> and you can't say, like, well, I broke up with someone and that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her 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 pep talk comes off so callously where it's like, you know, you'll learn to love again and it will be fine. And, like, don't get too down in the dumps. And It's like, you don't know... Like, you have no right to say that. Yeah. And I I feel like in the book, it's a little bit more delicate. And you think, okay, she's lost her mother. Yes. And she, like, broke up with him. Like, she has experienced loss in her life. And I feel like she's more talking just about, like, loss in general and just, like, hardships. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, how to... And you can tell that she's, like, really... Talking this out, like she's trying to tell herself, yeah, to like, um, not just wallow, right? And I just feel like it comes out so much better than in this movie.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I thought that part was weird, too, because she just gives like this little pep talk and then it's like, I fixed it, you know, instead of in the book, even they're talking about like, oh, well, maybe you should read some prose. Oh, what do you recommend? Like, here are books that I like, yes. you know, they're having like a real like back and forth. And yeah, you just don't get this. And yeah, he's like, oh, thanks for the advice. Like, i happy now. I don't <laughs> It's it's. Th- For all of the time that they spend on like weird extra scenes or like little modernizations or like takes like and this movie is long. It's two hours long. long. And I understand you have to cut stuff out, but it's like they spend so much time on these extra scenes. And then you think about the time they could have spent on like yeah, that time in Lime, getting more time with Captain Benick and these characters in Lime, get like just the little moments. There's no, Wentworth doesn't have an umbrella in Bath. That part really <laughs> bothers me. I love that scene. And, and it just doesn't, it's not the same without the umbrella.
1: <laughs> um, I also was weirded out by, like, immediately in the beginning of the movie, she, like, brings out their letters, and I'm like... Yeah. I feel like that is not canon, is, like, like unmarried people do not write letters to each other. Like, that's mm-hmm. why, like, of the opposite sex. That's why... um, Yeah, it, it doesn't happen, and then they're like... I don't know. The beginning of the movie also shows them, like, kind of making out on the grass, and then, like... And then Dakota... Johnson is like bringing out all these letters that they wrote to each other, and like locks of their hair, and then she brings out like a cowbell for no reason, and it's yeah. very confusing. <laughs> yes. Um. So that's like really weird. Um. And then towards the end of the movie, it just shows them like making out on the grass again, and I'm like, oh yeah, this m- again, no tension in this movie. It just starts and ends the same way. Yeah. You're just like not because like I feel and like it's, it's so important not to have that flashback because the whole time you're like just suspended wondering like are these people going to get like they're getting closer and closer and closer and are they going to actually get to connect? And it's like right. I don't know. I feel like seeing that connection in the very beginning just like lost it for me.
0: And it's also like like these people haven't changed in eight years yeah. at all. Like you don't get the, get a sense of like growth or change. Anne is supposed to be this person who was persuaded, who uh, didn't know how to stand up for herself and uh, to listen to her own intuition and to go against her family. And she has to work through all of that stuff. And then, like, we just don't see any character arc at all. It's just, it's. I'm sad because my boyfriend is... Dumped me. Uh, we, you know, we broke up, and now he's back, and I have him again. So now I'm happy. And it's, you're like,
1: okay. Also, it shows <laughs> that, like also you see that like she's like collected info about him over the yeah. years, and she has like little notices about what he's up to. And they say like he saved a beach whale, which right. doesn't make any right. sense. And you're like, also that these ships like kill whales. Like they're like, I mean, they're not on a whaling ship, but like back then, like whaling was like really important part of like industry. Like you get a beach whale. You're not like, oh, let's put it back out to sea. It's like, oh, good. The sea did our job for us. Like Let's cut it up and make get like all the oil. And anyway, it just doesn't make sense. And now I've like lost my train of thought because I'm just mad about. Oh, yeah. Well, now I remember. I got sidetracked by the whale oil lamps (laughs) that were burning in my head. But like (laughs) like she doesn't know what's happened to him. Like it's very hard to get any information when there's like no Facebook. And like, yeah, when you break up and someone's on a boat, you like don't hear about them for like years on end. And so like but then in this movie they make it sound like she knows exactly what he's up to and she knows that he's single and all this yeah. stuff and it's like you wouldn't have known that
0: right yeah and that's part of part of her the whole drama of it is is not knowing for all of these years and the wondering of what if right yeah and we also get almost no mr and mrs Croft, which is I a was travesty. just going to say that <laughs> They're like my favorite. And they're, they're my like favorite. barely there. They're barely there. They compliment the shrubberies and then they're gone.
1: <laughs> and Mr. Like- Croft like kind of looks a little bit like, I don't know. He looks a little, I feel like suspicious is the wrong word, but just like mrs croft seems like very kind for the moments that you see her but yeah i don't you know don't i just sense
0: of his character at all yeah least the way he, he just feels like a
1: rando uncle who's just like anybody. flown yeah. in yeah. yeah yeah it's just like i'm like i wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable like there's just something about his character where you're like you is so undefined you're like oh I don't see him as like someone I would listen to for advice uh, or or I would be like happy to hang out with like the way
0: one-dimensional like so yeah
1: yeah yeah it's that's really upsetting I also feel like maybe I would have more feelings about the Mr. Elliot character, um, Hen- it's his name, Henry Golding. Yeah. If like, maybe he needed a little bit more time or something. Cause he feels yeah. like a little shoehorned in and then he's like, he doesn't running around ca- proposing.
0: I know he doesn't. Again, there's so much time. Like by the time Henry Golding enters, you're already like almost halfway through the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. They There's again, the pacing is so weird. Like the, the, the time that they spend on certain things that you're like, you don't need this, these are uh, these imaginary scenes, them talking on the beach. I can't, that was such an unnecessary scene. We don't need it. Yeah. And then you don't have as much time with yeah, like with Mr. Elliot. There's no Mrs. Smith. That plot lines completely that was really upsetting.
1: Anne doesn't have a friend in Bath. And I was like, you know, my whole like. I love Mrs. Smith's character. It really shows yeah. you who Anne is. And yeah, yeah. and then she has this whole redemption where he, she gets her like enslaved people's property back in the <laughs> end. And it's like, it's so weird to just completely cut that out. Also, I feel like the scenes with um, Henry Golding and Cosmo Jarvis, the Wentworth and Elliot scenes, like they're overshadowed by them being like these like, like angry like gorillas facing off on against each other And, and and it's yeah there's these like macho showdowns kind of between them where the that are absent in the book and they're like much more subtle and i just feel like so i didn't even really get to see how like he interacted with and because he's just like always just like trying to pick a fight with Wentworth. And it's just like, OK, guys, calm down. Like you both want and to translate Italian for you. I'm so <laughs> sorry you can't just like sit together in the same row and make it happen. Right.
0: And then and then the places. Yeah. Like oh, that concert wow. scene in the book is so oh, amazing. There's so much beautiful. like beautiful tension there there's so many beautiful um lines where they're talking about and then it's just yeah everything feels rushed everything feels like they took the heart out of it and then it the does. letter they the, they changed the
1: wording of the letter and she reads it out loud to the camera she
0: reads it out loud to the camera and I'm like no 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 no
1: (laughs) I did see that and I was like Laurel's gonna be really upset about that (laughs) because that is like the best um yeah also she reads a letter and then like runs out and then runs like right past Mr. Elliot and Mrs. Clay making out yeah so and then she's like cool and she keeps running and then and then the, the ending, there's, a, there's like a wedding scene at the very end of the movie. And you think, oh, it's going to be Anne and Captain Wentworth. Yeah. But no, it's <laughs> Mrs. Clay and Mr. Elliot. And everyone's in attendance. And you're like, first of all, you would have thought that a new adaptation would have a field day with this. Because in yeah. the book, they run away to London and like essentially live in sin. Yeah, Like, she's like, Mrs. Clay is living in an apartment that Mr. Elliot is paying for. Yeah. And I feel like you could do something sexy with that. But no, you're making it. They're getting married. They're getting married. And everyone, like, why would them like kind of like weirdly like running away together then culminate in a wedding that everyone like wouldn't everyone be mad at them for getting married like wouldn't Mr. Elliot be like fuck you're marrying this other girl not my daughter like yeah it's so it didn't make any sense to me why anyone would be at that wedding
0: (laughs) yeah it's so weird and random you're like what
1: um yeah I feel like this is a CW persuasion. It's like persuasion brought to you by the Michigan J. Frog character. And you're just like, I'm about to have an ad for One Tree Hill.
0: Hey, Dawson's Creek is an iconic show. You know what? I've not watched that.
1: You've not watched Dawson's Creek? No, I was a good church girl. We didn't have a TV, dude. Oh, Yeah. It was because of you that I actually watched Friends. Although I, like, (laughs) didn't – I feel like I didn't – You, I think you, like, might have explained to me, like, oh, there's seasons of a TV show. And then, like, every week there's, like, a new episode. But only during the fall and the spring.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We were a big TV household. I – that was one of the – we just had a lot of TV. I have gotten uh, other church – Uh, girls in trouble for watching Friends or telling them to watch
1: Friends. I remember you and your roommates when, like, I feel like, (gasps) was it you or your old roommate who was like, oh, I can't sign up for that class. It's a Thursday evening and that's when Friends is on.
0: Yeah, she was a huge Friends uh, fan. She had, before DVDs were available, she had um, recorded... VHS tapes that she had recorded and she was like trying to meticulously record all of the seasons and she had them color corded. She's, she's a Monica. And so And we would just play them and have them on like in the background all the time in college. Um, so yeah. And then when I lived in, when I moved in with another, um, church family, my senior year, cause I didn't have housing. Um, And uh, this other mutual friend uh, and I, we were in the same room and I had then by that point there were DVDs and I had the DVDs of um, some seasons. So we would watch it. And then like her parents got mad that we were watching friends and that I was like exposing her to this Wow. Show where people have like casual sex and stuff. And I was like, oh god! It and was, it was like, actually very like they like came into my room and like went through my stuff and saw that like what? yeah, it was like very intrusive and bad. And I moved out pretty much like almost right after that because I was like, no, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh my god! They yeah. we went to your. That's so awful. Yeah so Um,
0: anyway
1: (laughs) i'm just wondering like how soon i can bring up gilmore girls now because i'm still watching all of that but what season are you on i'm on the last season oh oh my god and it's really gone off the rails and i'm like like lorelei is ping-ponging between chris christopher and luke like yeah Every- um,
0: I'm going I'm to tell you, a lot of us like to pretend that the last season didn't happen.
1: <laughs> OK, so I in my head, there was a there was a time I think I said this last time that like at the end of season five or something, there was like there's this moment at the end of one of the later seasons where like Lorelai and Luke get together and like Rory's happy and everyone's yeah. OK. And I'm like, in my mind, that's when that's when the show stopped yes because then i feel like then it was like oh no dean is like married and he's 18 and i'm like he's not a church boy well you know he's not a (laughs) church boy like why is he getting married (laughs) so weird and now like and also like now um lane like has twins somehow? oh am like, what they what the hell lane so dirty
0: that's like yes. one of the worst things of the show her first boyfriend was so perfect and that the reason he had to leave was because he went to another show like oh yeah
1: was he on the oc on the or OC something
0: and that's why yeah. they had to write him out and it was a, a travesty because him and lane were perfect together and he yeah. was great. Then she the stupid Zach. I hate yeah. Zach the
1: worst. <laughs> and like trying to make peace with him, he's like okay and he tries hard, but like it the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Sh- they should have they shouldn't have gone out. It should have just been like we're friends. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um
1: although it was kind of sweet when she told him she liked him and then he just like didn't do anything for a while and was like, it takes me a year to figure shit out. Like you have to hold on to me <laughs> or hold on for me. Um. Uh, yeah. So I have been watching the Gilmore girls um, and I'm just like ready for it to be over so I can know like what happened. Yeah. Cause I'm like halfway through season seven. I did read that. Um, the showrunners Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband, is his name Dan, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't do they they weren't in charge of Gilmore the Girls last the season. last season. Yes, yeah. yeah so that makes correct. a lot of sense. It does. Yeah.
0: Um, and then they came back and wrote the the yes. new the Netflix like movies, basically,
1: which I somehow on. watched that I think at the beginning of the pandemic, but. Mm. I hadn't watched all of the Gilmore girls. And so, oh. and I've already forgotten what is in that show. So I'm going to have to watch that one again. Um, yeah. Uh, but I have a friend who um, is like a big fan of the Gilmore girls. So I've been like texting her like a bunch whenever I'm watching it. Cause I have so many feelings and she's like filled me in with some stuff. Yeah. She works in the film industry and she was like, telling me that the guy who plays Chris is like an awful monster oh no I don't know if he's like an awful monster in real life but she was like or no he is an awful monster in real life sorry nice. he um he's like a men's rights activist now. <gasps> no and he's, like, he's also Chris. Canadian but somehow he was supporting the January 6th insurrection uh, there's a quote you know that does sound like christopher it i'm gonna does. be honest it does. <laughs> it does i was like this is totally his trajectory it's like taking like a private plane in storming yeah. the Capitol, and then coming out okay i'm gonna read you one of his real life tweets oh no <laughs> oh no he recently liked this tweet okay um men's politics is best for the world which I'm like, I don't even understand what that, like, what? Right. What, what does that mean? <laughs> what? So I'm pretty sure you're not talking about Bernie Sanders' politics. Um. Oh, he tweeted on January 10th that when Donald Trump dies, he will become, quote, a symbol of rebellion and replaces Che Guevara on T-shirts. Ah. Uh... <laughs> oh, he's retired from acting and is now a life coach. Okay, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but, but this source I have, this one uh-huh. said she met the Luke Danes character in real life, and he yeah. was an absolute wonderful human. Nice. That's good. Yes. Love that. And he rides a motorcycle.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's Nice. Yeah. I love, I love Emily Gilmore. That's my girl. She's so okay. Funny.
1: <laughs> if she wasn't so brutal. I mean, I know this is her character to like be mean to everyone, but I'm like, she keeps telling everyone to like how to have a job. And I'm like, girl, you've never worked yeah. a day in your life. You know, you're saying that like She's being so a funny. wife is a full time job, but like you haven't done shit.
0: Emily really gets her redemption arc in the, uh, the reboot it's i hope
1: so it's great
0: it's there's oh my parts God. There's of her that scene, are pretty funny there's scene uh my favorite one was when it, there's scenes with her and luke together which like yeah. almost never happened in the oh, original good. series and i'm like this is amazing i want a whole show of just these two characters
1: <laughs> um yeah so i have lots of oh 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 now i remember Last time we talked, I said I like I was starting to watch the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, and you asked me whether I was a whether I was team Jess,
0: Dean, Dean or 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 Logan. Logan. Yes. Do you have have an an answer answer for you? Okay. Oh my god! Here we go.
1: I think you're gonna like it. Okay. (laughs) Team Paris.
0: (gasps) Yes. Yes, that is the right answer. Absolutely.
1: the guys fucking suck they all do of suck. them even they when they're do. nice to her even though they're like cool and artsy or they yeah. fly her out on a private plane to do whatever she needs to do yeah they're just no trash. that is
0: that is the right answer i originally was team jess because yeah I felt he's, the artsy guy. he's the artsy guy and even though he's like really mean to her and like sucks like he at least gets a backstory and you like yeah. em- learn how to empathize with his character. And he's got like that really like tragic backstory. So, um, but yes, Paris, she's queen icon.
1: Yes. I just feel like who, like, okay. She lives with Paris the longest. Yeah. She like, who, who really has her back? Yes. Oh, oh my God. There's this iconic moment when Logan and right. Ra- rory break up for a hot second and paris opens the door and logan's there and he's like can i please talk to rory and she's like hell no and she's like i've been waiting to say this to you but i haven't because of my respect for rory but and she just like goes off on him about like how horrible he is and then she says if you were to fall off the face of the earth tomorrow, the only person who would miss you would be your Porsche dealer. And then she slams (laughs) the door on his face. And I'm just like. Paris is amazing. She's great. Yeah, like when Rory's grandpa is in the hospital and like no, or no, when actually when Logan is in the hospital and like no one will give any information to Rory because she's technically not family. Paris like calls up the hospital and like, Bullies everyone until they give her the information. Then she right. calls Rory back, and it's like she just has these solid moments. Yeah, and then and then you still have the whole arc with the fact that they were like enemies in the beginning, right. and like yeah, she's just wonderful.
0: Yeah, she is absolutely. Also, another character who gets short shrift in yeah. the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. And then as for Lorelei, I, I, as you can probably tell, I'm totally on the Luke side of things. I mm-hmm. mean, it's kind of shitty how he treated her when he was like just got April. Although, yeah, that was really messy. And like April, yeah. like April's mom, like keeps jerking her around. Mm-hmm. Also, how the fact that like April's mom is the same actress that plays Jess's dad's girlfriend. Jess. Is it? It is. I Googled it. (laughs) They're both played by the woman from Twin Peaks. (laughs) Sherilyn Finn, I think her name is. Yeah. Oh, that's. She has short blonde hair when she plays Jess's dad's girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. And then she has like long brown hair when she plays um, Mm, April's mom.
0: April's mom. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) See, oh this but is then, what happens when you binge watch a show in succession yes. instead of having to wait years for like the new <laughs> well,
1: Let me tell you when this, ha- like, this happened so much, like 10 years ago, I used to watch, binge watch Law & Order SVU. And I have so many recycled actors where you're like, <laughs> oh, last season, I think you were the culprit. And now you're somehow the new DA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, didn't you get murdered? <laughs> <Yes>.
1: like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah, it's um, it, I'm I'm liking the show, though. Um, so I'm having fun. It's, it's a good a, show to like just fun. have a background show.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's good. I, um, I watched the show. Oh, I just watched the episode where Chris and Lorelai get married. And then Emily gives them a drawing, the wolf girl drawing by Kiki mm-hmm. Smith who I'm not like a huge fan of Kiki Smith. Okay, she was like big, like when the show came out, like 20 years ago, it felt like if you were an artist and you were a girl, they'd be like, oh, girls can be artists too. Look at Kiki Smith. <laughs> um, And I wasn't like a huge fan of her. And I feel like her star is somewhat dimmed over the years. Or she was like, kind of just a like, not a fad artist, but you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, she had, like, a Matchbox 20 mo- moment, let's just say. But, like, um, uh, that drawing is fucking awesome. And Lorelai hmm. would have loved that drawing if she found it at a flea market.
0: Right. If okay. it wasn't I Emily like, get to her.
1: Yeah. It's, like, her art in her house is kind of awesome. Like, Lorelai's house with, like, the weird Americana paintings and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I feel like Wolf Girl fits in there great. And Emily did a great job. Mm -hmm. um but yeah anyway that is my rant that I feel like I'm thinking like two of our listeners will approve of.
0: (laughs) I appreciate you know art commentary because you're the expert on that so that's
1: you know what's crazy (laughs) I went to a friend's house who this friend is the Emily uh, this friend is a Gilmore Girls fan and I realized she had the same paint she had a print of not wolf not the Wolf Girl print, but there's like this Americana painting in Lorelai's house of like a boy wearing like a petticoat kind of gear. It's like uh-huh. and like he has like a dog jumping up on him. Yeah, it's one of those like American paintings where like their heads are way too big. And uh-huh. it was me. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, "That's in Gilmore Girls." She had a print <laughs> of that in her house, and she didn't even realize it
0: really we
1: watched the show and we were like no it's in there so wow. <laughs> yeah I, um i, I think now i'm you- like her favorite person of the week or something because yeah. she, now she's like i have a gilmore girls painting in my house
0: i love that you noticed the artwork of the show like when i was i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back to persuasion because yeah, we, we gotta, i feel like we just got so bummed out talking about it we're like we need to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um so like uh you know when they go to the concert, like I like seeing how they use music and in, in yes. different things. Me too. And, Me too. And um so the concert is like a, this perfect opportunity to have like some like heartbreaking like aria or something yes. being sung there that like Anne is reacting to in this emotional moment and you like see her crying, but like we get like a few notes and it's mostly just like, ah, and, we, yeah. <laughs> and like, we have no idea what this song is or what it just, it, yeah wouldn't it have been better if it was like a duet or something. <gasps> that would have been lovely. Yeah. Also like back in the or day, from so yeah. from, a, from a recognizable opera that, you know, <laughs> is, or even, even just, even just a scene of like, Anne, translating the italian and yeah. and then like being emotional because it's relating to her emotional state of like this woman is heartbroken because her love is gone you know i'm just like this is such a missed opportunity
1: <laughs> yeah she could have been whispering about that and that would have been so beautiful mm-hmm. also see i know a little bit of classical music history like 100 200 300 years ago they didn't just like sit down in rows and watch musicians play musicians would come and play but it was like so people could dance it was like a yeah. party music it was like it's like as if you go to a rave and everyone's just like sitting down and rows watching the dj like people didn't act like that back then mm-hmm. this was their party music and <laughs> and so even in the book when people are sitting down it feels like a more fluid seating situation where there's like benches that like Mm -hmm. are kind of like around the room and so there's like a lot of ways for like people to interact while the music is playing and it makes and the way Jane Austen like uh, choreographs that scene is like so important because it's like like Anne is like with her family and being surrounded on this bench. And then there's like room and then there's like Wentworth and, and in this, they make it so static where just yeah. like everyone is fucking sitting in individual chairs as if they're like, it's like even worse than church. Cause you're not even on a pew. You're like at in a chair and you like cannot move. And like, there's no even room for her to whisper like, and like translate. It's right. just like everyone's being very quiet and it's not what I pictured at all. And now, like, that's just really confusing to me because I would have thought that that would be a place where they could play with. Like you said, there, there could have been so much more to play with. Right. And all of this is just making me more and more angry that we talked about this, like, episodes ago that, like, supposedly there was supposed to be a second Persuasion movie that was supposed to be made last year starring What's Your Name from Succession. Yes. And that would have been
0: fucking amazing. And it was supposed to be a more traditional, like, costume drama (sighs) period piece type of thing. Yeah, I know. Can, I'm so can we mad make like a it...
1: petition on like change.org or move on or whatever <laughs> and be like, bring back this persuasion We movie, want it.
0: We want it. Also, I kept thinking, you know, how Dakota Johnson just like looks at the camera and t- is talking way too much I was um I don't have you seen the Sally Hawkins version the 2007 no. version
1: oh no I, I did once actually but I is so long ago let's say yeah now.
0: I I just think Sally Hawkins does a fantastic job of like face acting, like saying mm. so much with her face without saying words, which is like what and a lot of what Anne's character is is like her being silent, but you're seeing that yes. the, the wheels are turning in her head, and I think Sally Hawkins. So I kept thinking of Sally Hawkins during watching persuasion i'm like i wish this was sally hawkins <laughs> you
1: know what i was just thinking like everyone's freaking out about ai and deep fakes but like maybe since <laughs> some point soon we could use a deep fake ai to just like fix this persuasion <laughs> maybe Ugh, be yeah. like dear chat gps or whatever this is called yeah like, this is high priority put it on please. the list <laughs> <laughs> better than whatever bullshit they do I have chat gpt do like And just be like, hey, no more talking to the camera, please don't do it. Take Uh, out the octopus scene. (laughs) Take out the dinner party scene. Oh, take out the talking on the beach where you reveal your
0: feelings for each other. And yet there's still half the movie to go.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I'm so relieved that you don't find Captain Wentworth hot in this. I was no. like watching this and I was like, I thought Laurel said these guys were hot. And no. this guy is just not. He's a wet blanket so in this. He's yeah. just. <laughs> yeah, I can't
0: get behind it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just looks like a boring jock. I mean, I know people who play sports aren't all dumb, but he just has that vibe
0: yeah it's it's really confusing and it's
1: funny because i think that actor was like born in new jersey or something yeah like i feel like he's like british american or american british where he's like bounced between them yeah and i don't know why this has come up a few times lately but like um i once years ago i apparently told a friend of mine that like I thought I was a lesbian until I moved out of New Jersey. <laughs> and it wasn't that I was like really attracted to women. I I just thought there was something wrong. You know, I was just like an innocent church girl and I was like something's wrong with me because like I, I feel don't like I don't find a lot of guys attractive. Yeah. And then I re- I remember <laughs> the day It was like, I was a teenager and I went to New York a lot, but there was this like one day where I think my mom took me to the Whitney Museum instead of the Met, which is mostly tourists. The Whitney Museum costs a lot. And um, there were a bunch of like, just like there was a bunch of guys around that day. And there were like New York artsy guys who were wearing Mm -hmm. like pea coats and had like longish curly hair and they had like scarves. And I was just like, drooling the whole time i was like i don't remember any art i saw that day but i remember like walking and being like how much can i stare at these guys because like i'm like a fucking like horny 15 year old and i was just like oh okay so i am i am attracted to guys thank you i just um these guys don't go to my high school
0: (laughs) oh that's amazing i feel like i I feel like i've heard other people say that like cosmo cosmo jarvis they've seen him in other things and that he's really good so i feel like it might be the direction here yeah um but yeah it doesn't work it's just it
1: feels so confusing and it feels like a similar issue to what i have with gilmore girls not to keep bringing it back but like i'm just like i don't find your character attractive at all and normally with movies and tv shows the women are like one-dimensional i mean not that dakota johnson makes any sense at all although i do (laughs) feel like she's gorgeous in this movie yeah um i feel like her character doesn't make any sense um but like yeah the captain wentworth in this movie doesn't make any sense and is not attractive to me at all and most of them at least rory's boyfriends and chris in Gilmore girls are just like, I don't understand them at all. And the more I watch this, the more I get confused. Cause I'm like, isn't this show made by a married couple? Like, are they just like a really <laughs> fucked up married couple who like, like the husband, Daniel Palladino, I feel like he writes a lot of, he wrote a lot of the episodes and I'm like, how can you write men that badly? Like <laughs> these characters are just like, I feel like Logan is, sometimes portrayed as like oh yeah he's a rich boy but like he's so cute and i'm like just fucking like die (laughs) just like just like i'm with paris like yeah, yeah your porsche dealer is like your most intimate relationship dude and um yeah i don't i don't understand what it is about these people and it's just a very confusing problem to have because I feel like most of the time I'm just more annoyed at the women being portrayed. In mm. persuasion, though, it's just equal opportunity because they all suck. <laughs> I do like um, Lady Russell going
0: on her European tours. Oh my god, well, that's yes. a nice fun detail.
1: <laughs> I but I feel like I liked. It when she was just like I like to have fun on my own. Like yeah, I like, like, I don't want to date anyone because I want to be by. Like I that was a am cute little pick company. Cu- what yeah. whatever she said.
0: Yeah, that cute that cute little picnic scene. Like I'll take that yeah. as a stand in scene that didn't actually happen in the book. But mm-hmm. most of the others, no, thank you.
1: Um yeah. I feel like I've gone I had so many notes. Um I didn't of course type them up, but I I feel like I'm looking through them and I feel like I went through all of them. I do feel like they should have chose a different font for their title cards. That's a tiny thing, but oh. it was like you don't need like your like fancy helvetica like <laughs> I need some serifs here. Thank you. Um uh yeah. I wrote like Captain Wentworth is not hot like three different times. <laughs> um, Yeah. There, yeah, I was definitely upset that Mrs. Smith is gone. That's mm-hmm. just, that was really sad. Um, yeah. Have you been, do you have anything else you want to add about this? Mm, yeah, I don't know. I think we
0: went over most, most things. It's It's not my favorite uh lots of i'm i'm bummed that like you said like we don't have another version of persuasion and who knows how long it'll be till we get another one
1: because we can have like a different spider-man like every other year even like a different actor playing spider-man yeah and like even like concurrent different actors playing spider-man man man something but like we you can't have more than one persuasion a decade
0: yeah uh it's you know it is a hard one to adapt i think because it is such a quieter novel you know it's not a pride and prejudice it's not it's yeah it's quiet it's nuanced it's subtle it's like you know I, i think some of the they made they tried to like play up all the comedic parts of it, which persuasion does have some funny parts, but it's really much less than the other novels, and the heart of it is in that um bitter sweetness of it of it mm-hmm. being yeah, of it of the grief and the longing and the 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 tension that's built up towards the end um and i just and that wasn't here you know the primary relationship that the whole thing revolves around that is supposed to like hold the whole piece together it is not believable and it has no no tension to it like i was not invested in their romance at all
1: <laughs> no i couldn't give a shit and it's just like yeah it's very disappointing and yeah i'm not saying that we need as many jane austen movies it's like there are marvel movies because there's just way too many marvel movies but i'm saying like yeah just a few more just like yeah. two or three more a decade would be enough for me mm-hmm. just i don't know it I feel like, I still feel like you could do a really good quiet jane uh quiet persuasion i feel like you could it could be like maybe like even a two or three part like bbc miniseries i would love a persuasion mini. yeah they don't have one
0: a lot of the other books have gotten like miniseries adaptations which means you can stretch yeah. it out and like do all of the scenes and just yeah. have like
1: more quiet moments where yeah. you have a good face actor <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, uh, well, hopefully it will happen at some point. Yeah, I, I do like the diverse casting, and I hope they. I'm glad that that seems to be a thing now, and I hope mm-hmm. that they keep doing that because I'm like, we're, we're everyone's already taking so many different liberties with these um books, even just like even when they're trying not to take liberties with these books like i've watched the like 80s version of pride and prejudice and there's some fucking puffy sleeves in those (laughs) those those adaptations it's like you can't help but um adapt them also like we're not going around with like rotted teeth in these (laughs) like you might like you might as well like have some diverse casting um i think that is a good idea, and I, I do like. As I said, I liked the set design and the costumes, and I felt like maybe the costumes were like, technically, maybe a little bit plainer, maybe than yeah. some of them would have worn. I but think I remember. I they were gorgeous.
0: I think I remember seeing something about the costuming and the the costume direction, and and then saying that they purposely made them like simplified and and more understated.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And, and I know it they did, did it a that. little bit of a modern type of like sleek yeah. feel, yeah. Um, which I'm not a like fashion costumer person, but I liked them. I really loved the jewel tones on uh, Lady Russell, especially. She looked gorgeous, all of her clothes. I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. I liked a lot of the blues that they put um, Dakota Johnson in, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah yeah I you know what I read something of not about persuasion but it was about what is it a portrait of the a young woman on fire is mm-hmm. that is that the movie from a few years ago that one really had toned down um costumes and I really liked that as well mm-hmm. um and I remember reading articles about how that was a choice mm-hmm. um and I don't know I've I feel like I like a nice toned down costume, especially when you can still see, like, I felt like you could see the weave of the fabric and, um, everything kind of looked hand sewn and that felt really gorgeous to look at. So, yeah. but yeah, anyway, um, I feel like we already did the portion where we talked about like what else <laughs> we've been reading or watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm on I'm on season
0: five of X Files now. Nice, <laughs> it's getting good. Really, season three is really where it starts to like get good. Okay, the the like the, like things start to gel together. Their hair looks better. Like Scully's hair. Yeah, she's I Jillian Anderson is gorgeous. I'm like crushing on her so hard also David Duchovny it's a very it's a it's a yeah <laughs> they're both beautiful people and they have amazing chemistry not like to Johnson and Cosmo Jervis
1: Oh, my God. It was so disappointing. (laughs) I was just like, what am I watching?
0: Yeah. Oh, another thing about the, you know, the the book ended scenes with them in the grass, like at the end when they have that same book ended scene, I was like, oh, I cannot tell if this is the same scene And they were just showing us that or if it was supposed to be a flashback and they're like wearing the same clothes like I cannot tell because their faces look exactly the same. They're like the same. I'm like, is this right? I think he's crying in the first one. Yeah. He's got tears. So then that makes it like a flashback. But it's it looks like the exact same scene. So then I was like, oh, maybe this we they were actually showing us the end of the movie in the beginning where they were getting together, it's confusing. It's very
1: confusing. (laughs) And they didn't just look to the camera and say, this is us seven years ago. She does wink at you, though. Oh, my God. At the very end
0: when they're, like, making out. (laughs) You're like, oh, no.
1: (laughs) So weird.
0: (laughs) So uncomfortable.
1: I did, like, the final shot after they like zoom out over the sea and then there's like the credits start to roll and then there's like a little shot of like this like little toy boat that like a little child is holding i thought that was cute see look i can see nice things (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, um yeah don't watch it if you haven't (laughs)
0: Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can let us know by sending us an email, janeaustinculturnight at gmail.com. You can also find me on TikTok. I'm doing most stuff there these days at janecolepod. And if you would like to uh, do the the next movie we'll be doing for our next Jane Austen movie night is Pride and Prejudice, a Latter-day Comedy. If you don't know, that's the Mormon version of Pride and Prejudice. It's something. (laughs) So, uh, we'll see you then. Take care, everyone. My dog is nuts. Hey, relax. Relax. Did you like the movie? (laughs)